All right, you guys, um, before we, we start this podcast, we want to actually um, take a moment. Yesterday, as yesterday is yesterday, Sunday? Today is Monday. We're recording on Monday. We're recording on Monday. So, so on Sunday, the entire world heard about the tragic incident that happened with Kobe Bryant in the helicopter. And so uh, I think I can confidently say that everybody has a Kobe Bryant story from idolizing the way he played basketball to his work ethic and just everything that comes with the Mamba mentality. So from the Drum and Drummer podcast crew here, our condolences go out to the Bryant family. We're going to take a, a moment of silence for the Bryant family and everybody the, on the helicopter. Yes. Uh, we just want to take a second to give our deepest condolences and uh, just say that we're our prayers are going out to Kobe and Gianna Bryant and their family, John, Alyssa, Carrie, Altabelli, and their and the Altabelli family, Christina, Mauser, and Sarah, and Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobayan. Sorry if I butchered that. What a tragic, tragic day, and we'll be thinking about you guys all year. Deepest condolences to you guys and your families. We'll definitely be keeping you guys in our prayers. Thank you. Check, 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 Yes, because chickens are like Pokemon. They have to say the first portion of their name. Wait, keep talking? Yes, I have to get the levels, okay? Yeah. If you only fucking work, I can't possibly get the levels. And you just say all of that again. Whoa, you got beat solos on? Talk at the same time. It's okay, I'm over it right now. You dipshit. You fucking getting new headphones without talking to us about it first? I thought this was a community aspect here. I thought this was a friendly environment where all of us talk to each other about our decisions before we do that. But you ruined that, my friend. Because you fucking went and got those silver ass headphones. You got this fucking dog without consulting me first. Otherwise, you would not be here right now. And he's a little asshole. He likes to lick his fucking dick. Because he can't get any pussy from anywhere else. So you know what he has to do to himself. And there's part of me that respects him for that, but at the same time, I'm just rat? jealous because he can no, do it and I can't. you don't have fucking tunnels to take it to. You don't have, you don't have tunnel tunnels. balls. Okay, that should be fine. All right. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to uh, try and not cuss this whole podcast. David, David. You already lost. I'm trying not to cuss more than three times in this podcast. You also failed that. Why? I'm pretty sure you've cussed more than three times. You oh. cuss more than three times in the oh. average sentence. Fooey. Fooey? Fooey. Fooey. <laughs> but is it really like would it really be considered not cussing if you just switch out cuss words with other words like replacement words like instead of saying fuck you say like frick the intent of saying fooey it shows more resilience than saying fuck. hong kong fooey the number, number one, one super, super dog. dog you never watched that did I you i have no idea what the hell that's you about you have a childhood i know we covered that <laughs> last week <laughs> thank you <laughs> well uh david roll that intro no david now, roll the intro. No, no, no. Oh, oh, the fooey up. <laughs> All right. David, I'm going to ask you pre- precisely right now in three seconds. Roll the intro, David. All right, David, roll the intro. No, seriously, roll the intro. <laughs> you can, you can, roll, you it can roll it now, <laughs> and we won't have problems. Roll it. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Roll the intro. Go. Roll it. I'm drum. I'm a drummer. <laughs> What's up, guys? All right, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Week number 13. I had all my kids today tell me I was gay. One of them was special the- needs, and he goes, Hey, you look like you like guys. And I'm like, <laughs> What okay. What does that mean? He's like, Your haircut. Your haircut. Like, oh, yeah, actually, when did you go see him, Vicky? Friday night. Oh yeah, she bought she bought us in and out. She bought you she in bought and out, out to cut me, your hair. Me and Jess in and out. Yeah, yeah. Well, she I'm her favorite. So once I go over Ooh. there, she cuts my hair, and then we talk, and then I t- started talking about Star Wars, and then Aubrey was hungry, so me and Aubrey drove and we got in and out. Saturday, what did I do Saturday? Saturday, I went on double date with uh, Mitch and Annalise. Oh yeah, how's the the Manny Petties? Oh uh, well, we just got Petties. Did you get lemons on your toes? No, no. You never had that? No, I just got the I just got the simple one because I don't. They hurt my toes. How, how did the, Mitchell handle the? the they pedicure? hurt the toes. Oh, yo, Mitchell apparently had like some, like you know, like the ingrown nails. Yeah. And yo, they were digging in this fucking yeah. nails. Yeah. And Mitchell <laughs> was like in pain. He was like, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, oh, god damn it. And I was like, oh my god, dude, it lo- it looked pretty painful. Did um, did you get a good massage? Uh, no. Dude, so, they suck at massages, right? Yeah, they don't. I was Where like, are you going? I went to downtown Covina. I heard they have stronger hands over there. Was there a 45-year-old old guy that was just like having the time of his life? 
Yo, I wish. Maybe okay. you would have dug into my calves a little no, better. No, not working there. Oh. <laughs> Just there for a, a, a pedicure. Rachel, Rachel says every time she goes in, there's always one middle-aged dude who's just there by himself. That'll end up being just me someday. Getting his pedicure. I liked it. I mean, I, I liked the way, like, because when I was younger, I don't know if you remember this, but I was playing Madden with Dad in my room. and um, You split your toenail in half? When I, yeah, when I split yeah. my toenail in half. I rammed it into the side of the wall, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Dad. He goes, what? And I was like, I think I broke my toenail. He's like, no, you didn't. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and I sat down next to him and I take off my sock and my sock wouldn't come off my toe because it was stuck to all the blood. And it was the sock was stuck in the toenail. So I yanked it out and the toenail was still on there. It wasn't broken enough, but it was broken right in the middle. It was just cracked right in the middle. So ever since then, my, that one toenail doesn't look gross, but if you touch it, it just feels very rough compared to my other toenail. Like it's not smooth. It has like a lot of ridges. So the ladies, I mean, the ones that work on them, they were having a blast. They were like, like shaving it down. Yeah. And it's always so cool because it stays like that for a little bit. But then like two weeks later, it comes back like the same. Yeah. But I mean, I like the way my toes look. They make them look really nice. Did you get color or no color? Um, I was I wanted to choose Jessica's color. And I was like, oh, babe, like let me choose your color. And all the ladies in there were like, oh, the man wants to choose the color. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I just want to choose a color. And they were all like making fun of me trying to choose a color. They're like, why don't we give you a color? And I was like, go ahead. Pick what color you want to put my toenails. Like, I don't give a fuck. I want to choose what her toes are going to look like, not what mine. Like, because I wear socks the whole time. No one's going to see it. What color would you have chosen? I don't care. Bright orange, maybe. I don't know. You really already care. look bright orange. Okay, fuck you, David. I'm fucking tan as shit, dog. Okay, that was all three. Damn it. <laughs> and four. Darn it. Yeah, the one time that I went with Monique to get my pedicure, I was with Monique and Marissa, and we went to downtown Glendora, and we're sitting there, and I was all excited for the calf massage that they give you, right, when they do your toes. And okay, so, but there's like packages. Yeah, well, they're also like, a ripoff because it was like an extra $5 for like a minute massage. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, like an extra 5 bucks for like 10 more minutes or like five more minutes. And yeah. I'm like, no, like. Just I don't you don't even do my toes. Just massage my calves. Well, I think they have you have to go somewhere else for that, Dalton. A masseuse. I, I have a weird thing with that. Really? With yeah. masseuses? You've never gotten like a like Mm-mm. a hot stones massage? Mm-mm. Mom Mm-mm. never you? took you to get it. Yeah, yeah. No, mom loves you more than me. It's very that different. That is not true. Yeah, tell her, mom. You heard this. Baby. Yeah, no. Okay, I don't know what it is. I think it's more like a personal preference. I think mom's offered it to me a few times. But I, she has. I've been there. <clears throat> I've never been down for it. I don't know why, but it just the thought of it makes me so uncomfortable. So like when um mom would offer the massages to me, I got so uncomfortable because I didn't know. Like just the idea of it makes me feel weird. Like I don't know how like I feel about like. Well, you're not naked. Yeah, I know, and that's not the problem that bothers me. I mean, you you can be. You can be naked isn't like the problem. But the problem to me is like have like the feeling of somebody else's hands. You know that's what, I mean? what that's what Annalise was saying about Mitch and his feet. Like Mitch didn't like the way his feet felt. Just someone messing with his feet. Yeah, it's weird because the difference is like there's a difference between me messing with someone's feet. Right, like if I ever like play with Mitch's feet, like there's a difference between me doing that going, and then so, yeah, like, like my intent. If I ever am in contact with Mitchell's feet, my intent will be very different than if like a masseuse or <laughs> I'm gonna massage your feet for five minutes. Let me know what you think. You know what I mean? Um, but because I because I, I kind of felt the same way where I was kind of like I'm kind of ticklish, like you know. Also, oh, I was cracking up the whole time. Oh yeah, Dalton's very ticklish. For those of you that don't know. Spe- no, specifically around this this belly area he gets very That's stupid no i don't you, feel pain you anymore. want me to get over there right now i don't feel pain it's not pain you feel, fuck you motherfucker. <laughs> God, darn it <laughs> you're so bad at, you're so Bluey. bad at not cussing so i was really nervous about like i'm ticklish you know what if they get to a spot that i, I find to you know be kind of ticklish but i feel like the setting has a lot to do with it because when I got my first massage, it like wasn't that at all. Like that wasn't the case. It's a very relaxing setting and stuff like that. So, you know, that's just something to take account for. Now, are you ticklish or is it just uncomfortable? Um, like, are you laughing because you're like genuinely laughing or are you la- are you more like, oh, I don't like it. I don't well, like I, it. I don't know of anybody that likes to get tickled. Oh, like it's never laughter from joy. You know what I mean? It's always like an uncomfortable laughter. Like, haha, please make this stop. I, I don't know. Like, if I feel like children laugh. Yeah, but even when I was a kid, yeah, I, 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 I want as we've no, established, wait, you were not a kid. Though. That is true. That's yeah. interesting. Who likes to be tickled? Like, I know that could be a fetish for some people. Hey, listeners, but like, call in if you uh, if you like to be tickled. One eight 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 tickle Mitchell's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, cause like 
you think about it that's i never really thought about that is who likes to be tickled i've never even i mean there's there has to be a fetish for no it. Th- no there's definitely a fetish for it but like for like people who don't have that fetish what's their feeling towards it i want to like know everybody's feeling towards it. i'm gonna ask well, everybody tomorrow what's their feeling towards like it? tickling like is it does it make them uncomfortable or do they find it annoying well let me ask you do you enjoy if like jessica was to blow in your ear that's a thing right yeah you guys you guys had that specific thing though Rachel tried it the other no, day. No, that's no, because that's it like a, about it. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember seeing it in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, when they do it wrong, I was just gonna yeah. bring that up. Yeah. So, have you seen that episode? I might have. There's no, an I episode where uh, who's the kid? I don't know who the kid is, What's, but it's 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 the sister because the, he's doing that to the sister, and Will sees it, and he he gets like really mad, and he's like, whoa, 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 you should not. What are you doing blowing my sister? Are you sure? Here? Because yeah. I remember a scene where some little kid goes into a classroom and he's sitting down next to her and he, like Will Smith had told him like, hey, yeah, oh, if you like a girl, you know, do this, this, this. And he's with jazz or something. And he's like, yeah, and make sure you blow into her ear. But he doesn't give any context of like gentle. Or, so the little kid goes in, sits down next to the girl, looks at her and just goes. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what the heck? Why would you do that? And it's like freaking hilarious. But I don't remember, I don't remember the whole sister scene. I haven't also haven't seen that episode in a long time. Yeah, I uh, don't know. That's just a weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, fuck tickling. Just has never done that to you? No. Well, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't really have like I hate I hate my butt being slapped. That's like a real thing. Yeah, I feel like that's just that's, that's because that's of, spank spank of me. Oh, yeah, that's you would spank one, him. Yeah, hundred percent. He would. You slap. guys got spanked, right? Uh, yes. Oh, all the time. Yes, yeah. 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 yes. Yeah. You have been spanked. Yes, I've been spanked a lot. Because I love this story. Which story? Wait, which one? The underwear story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Dalton and I, uh, growing up, we had an above ground swimming pool in the backyard. And Dalton and I got these really cool new water guns, a big five. So we came home all excited to play with them. So we go, we get inside and we start playing with the water guns. And I remember, I don't know if this was just like, we talked about this or something, but we were on, we played some game where we were on a mission and we were in like this alien ship. We were running around, like swimming around, shooting like the bad guys, the aliens and stuff and all this stuff. And at some point Dalton got over it. Like, you know, he just didn't want to spend time with me anymore. Uh, so then he was like, darn it. He was, (laughs) 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 so then he was like, Matt, I'm going to get out of the pool. But I was having a lot of fun. So I was like, no, Dalton, like stay and let's play. And he goes, no, Matt, I'm getting out of the pool. And I was like, no. So he starts to climb up the ladder and I run over and I grab him and I throw him in the pool. And like, I don't know what I thought at this point that I was going to force him to have fun with me. So here's what happened. I got thrown in the pool. Hold on. And and mind you, when we had the goggles at the time, for whatever reason, we liked the goggle, like the scuba goggles that had the nose. Yeah. Right. So like, imagine that. Yeah, so I'm, I fall in the water and Matthew falls down with me and he's under me and he looks at me and I'm like trying to get out, but I'm not like, I haven't learned all my swimming stuff yet. We didn't start swimming lessons until the next year. And so I was like trying to get out and I remember looking at Matthew and all I remember is him doing the worst thing he could ever possibly do to his younger brother. <laughs> he flipped me off. With both hands. <laughs> and I, I remember- looked at him and I go, oh no, buddy. <laughs> no, no I just remember doing it and Dalton sees it. <laughs> And his eyes, underneath the magnifying of, like, the goggles, his eyes got super big. And I realized I had fucked up. I was done. Dalton gets up, crying. I'm telling mom. Runs inside, tells my mom. My mom comes out furious that I would disrespect my little brother that way. So then she calls me in the house, grabs me by the back. You know when your mom grabs you by the back of the arm? Back of the arm, she kind of, like, digs her nails in you a little bit. Does that thing. I hated that. Oh, yeah. She brings me inside, says, go to your room. Wait until your dad gets home. Mind you, it's like three in the afternoon. My dad doesn't get home till six, right? So I'm in there and I'm pacing back and forth. I'm like, how the hell am I going to fucking, I'm going to get the ass whooping of a lifetime. I need to like make sure I, I, I just, I need to soften the blow. So I open up my underwear drawer and I saw all my underwear and I was like, I've got a fucking plan. <laughs> So I spent the next three hours putting tidy whities on, putting tidy whities on one after the other, all as many as I could have, and you could just—it looked like I just had like I a diaper, just, I, diapers. Yeah, I had diapers on essentially, right? Like a lot of diapers. So I remember I thought, okay, I'm gonna put my sweats on because it's the only thing like with the waistband big enough to get around it. So I put it on. Sure enough, I hear my dad open the door, close it. Dalton <laughs> runs up. Tells my dad what happened, and I just hear my dad take a deep sigh. Dad always did that when he had it, like when he just came home and he had to deal with more bullshit. He go, <laughs> he go, <laughs> like this is my life now. 
this this is my life, right? Matthew. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I I hear his footsteps come walking down the hallway, and I'm like, all right, here we go. I've I've done my calculations. If my science is right, like this shouldn't work. He opens the door, closes it, looks at me, and he goes, Matt, why'd you do that? And I just looked at him. I was like, Dad, I wanted to keep playing. He didn't want to play with me. I got mad. And he just takes a deep breath, and he goes, just just don't do that again. Turns around and walks out. But now I'm standing there going, well, what the hell? Does this actually work? I need to know. Get back in here and spank me. (laughs) So, yeah, I spent a lot of time putting underwear on. for. Do you remember remember that one time uh, I had my little, like, tricycle thing? Remember, like, he would roll in it? Oh, with the emergency brake and we would skid and we broke the door? Yeah. Yeah. So I would do that and I would run straight into, like, we had the house and then if we walked out the back of the house, there was, like, the little door into the garage and so we had a screen door we had a screen door it was did we do it to the screen door it's like a metal door you can see through it's like a security door no, that would be called yeah. the screen door yeah. yeah so the way our backyard was set was think of it like an l the long part being kind of the straight away from the jacuzzi to the the garage door so what we would do is we would take the tricycle yeah we would come flying around the corner and we would go as fast as we can and we had just seen fast and furious so what we'd like to do is we'd yeah. go really really fast slam on the brakes and turn it really fast so we spun out and then we We'd like to see who could like parallel park next to the the screen door like they but, did it in Fast and Furious. Yeah, it just ended up just running straight into the but screen we door. So but <laughs> we were so bad. We were so bad. Nothing ever really hit. We just just destroyed the fuck out of the screen door. Yeah. Matt, Matthew was like, good. Once he saw something start to break, he was like, okay, I'm done. He wouldn't mm-hmm. tell me, but he was like, I'm done. So yep. Matthew would leave. And it would just be me like, I'm going to fucking destroy it. Yeah. So I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And sure enough, I broke the screen door. So I remember I was out there. Dalton comes flying around the corner. He goes, he spins out, he smacks it. And the screen door goes boom and drops down and then like falls over a little bit. And it's kind of like hanging on by like a hinge. Yeah. And Dalton's eyes, he looks at me and I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I like open the door and me and Dalton start to go inside. And then my dad sees. Dad heard it. Dad heard it, right? Because he spent money on the door, so he heard it. He's like, that's that's $11.23 of damages. So he comes outside, sees it, asks who did it. I said Dalton. It was probably – I pointed out Dalton. My eyes probably said it all. Yeah. So my dad grabs Dalton, spanks him, right, sends him to his room, but then I start to feel guilty because (laughs) (laughs) – I start feeling guilty because my younger brother got spanked, and I contributed – to the damage of that screen door. So I remember I was like, all right, I got to go on up to this, right? Like I, I did it. Father, I got to do the right me. thing. So I went and I told dad, I was like, hey, dad, Dalton wasn't in it by himself. Like I, I ran into the door. Like it was a game we were playing. Like I was a part of it too. And he just looks at me and goes, go to your room. I don't want to see you the rest of the night. And I was like, hell yeah, I didn't get spanked. I ran to my room. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but back to Dalton's butt cheeks. So got two of them. Dalton would walk by me growing up and every single time he'd walk by me this he was hates. no this didn't start till middle school until uh-huh. i was in eighth grade the minute you were in high school so don would walk by me and he hated getting spanked like he hated just like even playfully right so naturally you find something that bugs your younger brother you just pick at it mm-hmm. so he would walk by me and every single time he'd walk by smack man knock it off walk by smack and he went to do it soft too it oh no i went for fucking it. hurt yeah <laughs> i mean it would Flab and hurt. One of the ones where where like you get just the like not your palm but like just your finger, so it stings a little more, right? You just whack, right. So I did that for years, and Dalton would never. Dalton was never. He would always get close to blocking it, but I'd always be able to get something, right? So I'll never forget. I came home from water polo practice one day, and I like walk in, and Dalton's cooking breakfast on a summer vacation, so he's making eggs, and so he has a spatula in his hand, and I go and I walk by him, and without looking. I go to spank him, and all of a sudden, like a fucking kung fu master, he takes a spatula and blocks my hand and looks at me and goes, no. And I looked at him, and I was like, I've never been more proud of you in my life than that moment. (laughs) I was like, he's learned. I don't think I've ever tried to spank you ever again since then. (laughs) No, you have. My my skills have gone less and less since the time's passed. Because he didn't do it for a long time after that. But then he would get a little fucking stick up his ass and then do it again. Yeah. Just darn it. (laughs) But yeah, so Dalton's got some good reflexes because of me. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot, dude. Matt's gone to Vegas three times in like the last three months now. Twice in two months. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But what so what did you go to Vegas this week for? So my beautiful girlfriend, Monique, she's the head coach of a cheer program for children or for, yeah, children that are, her age group is like seven to 11 or under 11. So seven to 10. I love that place um, all the time. 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they had jams, which is like the national cheer competition out in Las Vegas. 
And so I got to go and be one of the assistant coaches, an honorary coach for the oh. weekend. Yeah, dude. Coach Matt. And Ew. <laughs> what? Coach Matt. Sounds weird. I don't even think I called dad when he was a coach. Coach dad. Like, I think I called him just dad. Can you imagine calling your dad coach? I would out of respect. Fuck that. Because I'm respectful. Fooey. <laughs> you, know, you know he's a coach at the gym, right? Matthew? Yeah. No, he's of, Matt. Plenty of people call him coach. I don't call him Coach Matt. There are quite a few people that call me weird. coach. weird. It doesn't even make sense. It's just his name's Matthew or Matt. See, hearing people call Matthew Coach Matt is like the weirdest thing. It, it really does weird me out, though. Out of all honesty, I know this is completely <laughs> off topic, but it really does weird me out. Go Anyone ahead. call you Mr. Drum? No. People at school call me Mr. Drum. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I hate it. Would you rather they call you Mr. Dalton? Some of them call me that, too. A lot of them call me Dolphin. I thought a lot of them call you Bitch. Yeah, well, that, that too. <laughs> That's just because of the haircut. <laughs> Uh, hey, bitch. Um, excuse me, <laughs> Mr. Bitch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it. Um, no, it was super cool. It's crazy competitive, um, which is wild. Yeah, I used to go every year for my sisters. Yeah. So Monique's cheer team, they ended up taking second in their, um, I almost said weight class, but in their division. And it's kind of crazy because this is the first year that they've gone. They're not associated with like a Pop Warner football league. So they're just straight cheer. And so it's straight, they're what's called NA. So it's like just competitive cheer. So the stakes in the for everything is a lot higher. Why? I think just because they're only competitive. Like it's only competitive cheer. So they don't have to learn like you know first down move the ball like all those things it's just straight up like we're doing flips we're doing back handsprings we're doing stunts here here and here and this is our dance routine and then we're gonna go into this stuff um so they ended up getting second and they only got second by three points and the team that they lost to was technically considered small group or small division i guess and but they had like 30 people and monique's team was 11 so there was like a lot more opportunities for them to get points um as opposed to monique's where she had to deal with you know a lot of these um uh, she only had 11 people to work with and you know as a testament to monique coach monique or coach momique as all her kids call her and all of her coaches this is a lot of a lot of those girls it's their first year of cheer so for them to go to nationals and be able to place that high is absolutely amazing so that was pretty cool to see um there's definitely a different side to monique when it comes to her being coach a uh, coach it's very interesting to see to yell at you too no she she, she didn't yell but she Sit was just down. no okay, sorry. but it's just like you know, if she feels like her kids are being wrong, she's going to become coach and make sure that things are taken care of. Like her kids are being wrong? Like there was a whole scoring dispute about some. Yeah, no. Some, so there was some technicality that went against them, but it wasn't in the rule book. So Monique legitimately went to the head of all of jams, went into a private conference room with like the scoring committee and then sat down and told them all why this was wrong and like went to bat for her, her athletes, which I absolutely love and respect because i would do the same for any of my athletes as well if for whatever reason at the local crossfit competitions that happens so is she as hard on her kids as she is supportive of her kids yes but in like a very constructive way like she's by no means does she like yell at the kids or anything like that like she's very encouraging but she's also realistic with them so yeah it was really cool to see the kids are freaking cute man like they're so adorable like that age range is just like they're all so innocent and they just want to have fun and they just want to have a good time and they're just and they all have their own little personalities and they're just full of energy and stuff. So it was really cool, really, really fun to be a part of. So I was glad I got to go. Does being with someone like that, does that give you a new perspective when you watch something like the cheer documentary? Yes, just because I understand like there's a lot. So for instance, in context of like the sports that I compete in, like weightlifting, a lot of times if you watch it, you'll be like, oh, they got it over their head. Like, that's a good call. Or like, oh, they did it. Like, that's a good lift. Um, But there's a lot of technicalities and intricacies that go into it, right? It's the same thing with cheer. Like, everything scores. So, for instance, like, the technicality that there was a hold where one of the girls that went up into a stunt, the back spotter was holding her butt and not her hips. So, literally, the hand movement was going from put your hand above your head, point your palm to the ceiling, now point your palm to the front of the room. That little motion right there was the whole reason they lost a couple of points. So it's like extremely technical to that point. And it's stuff that like, I like Monique's been like a competitive cheerleader her whole life. And like, I, I didn't know this till recently, but like she won, she was a national champion multiple times. So it's like, those are things that I never would have thought of, right? Or even like there's certain in the routine, you have to hit certain benchmarks. So there needs yeah. to be certain a level of, and everything has a diff, different difficulty rating. So you can accumulate points here or, you know, make up points in a bunch of different facets of the routine. So it's really, really, really interesting and the cheer documentary i've only seen the first like 
half a half an hour of the first episode but um yeah it's crazy because like people do take it extremely seriously like it is their life and the same thing with anything man like people take everything it's like there's entire conventions on board games you know but to a lot of us board games are just a leisure pastime but for some people like these board games are like you know everything to them it's their hobby it's their their love you know and so it's just kind of you know it, it was really cool to see okay uh dalton let's get you back in with your 30 second review all right everybody it's time for everybody's second favorite segment of this show in the blue corner what we have here today wait shut the there's a door you're so loud you really just fucking kill my vibe yeah i know that's the goal (laughs) 30 seconds review with dalton done Second reviews with Dalton. Dalton. All right, on this 30 second review, Dalton is reviewing boxes. Um, Matt doesn't want to count us in, I'm assuming. Nope. All right, ready? Three, two, one, and go. You guys ever want to just put things somewhere and you don't want to look at it for a little while? Nope. I got the best thing for you. It's called a box. That it has sucks. four corners. It could be a certain type of depth, and you can just throw whatever you need in there. And that's why I took the job at UPS. I was passionate about boxes. I learned everything about them. And I know that you don't think you do much about with boxes, but you actually can. It could be a nightstand. It could be a bed. You could put stuff in it. And we all love boxes here. So please go to box one 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 two eight two. Go and go now and sign up. All right. Thank you, Dalton. That seemed like more of a review of your time at UPS, but... You know what? I uh, loved it there, David. I can't say enough about UPS. Um, sponsor me. I love boxes. It's a passion of mine. You know, put all, your shit in there and it's move an out. Old, it's an old pastime that no one really thinks about. Boxes. Yeah, Dalton, you were out for three days that one weekend. How'd it feel? How'd it feel not living at home? Oh, well, you lived at Jess's house for two years. A year. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Where is you, my life gone? You, you lived at Jess's house for a specific amount of time. What was that like? What was it like not living at home? Because you guys have both not lived at home now. You're back at home, but uh, what was that shit like? <laughs> you really fucked up, and you weren't able to make it out on your own, so you had to come back. <laughs> um, I moved in with Jessica for like five or six months. Um, I lived in their their little like back room. Pretty nice. That was during my uh my minimalist stage that I had to clear up my mind. So um if you ever heard this is the last episode you'll understand. And so basically I took everything and it only took me one trip in my little Nissan Maxima and Jessica's little Montero or whatever the kind of car she had. Going minimalist in your Maxima? Yeah, so I took all my shit, put it all in there, took it all there. It was only one trip ago, and then I went and bought a bookcase. And uh, I think that's the only thing that I bought. Everything else I already had. So I, I was I was chilling. But I know I did not wash my bed sheets for six months. So I washed it when, before I moved out. And after that, it was just... We've learned that yeah. you don't wash your bed sheets I just ever. don't understand why. You just you sleep in it. You're clean. You clean when you sleep in it, you clean when you wake up. You sleep in it. That's why you should be washing them every well, you night. Sl- uh, David, do you, do you shower before you go to sleep? Sometimes. Okay, well, you... Do you shower every night? I shower every night. So when I go to sleep, I'm clean. And when I wake up, I'm probably cleaner. I don't know. Yeah, you're cleaner because all your dead skin cells are now on your bed. And not on me. Thank you very much, Matt. No, Prove my point. Just go ahead and so, roll around in those mini-sized cornflakes. Okay, what kind of what do you think dead skin looks like? What do you think dead skin? I don't looks think like? you can see it. You as cannot make me look like the stupid one here. You're the one who says that because you sleep in your bed after you shower. That's like okay. Then why why do you change your whoa, whoa, bathroom whoa, whoa. towel? What do you mean? You only use it when you're clean. I change it once a week. Okay, why do you change that but not your bed sheets? Oh, because sometimes it starts to stink, and your bed sheets don't stink. No, because I don't go in there wet. David, call Jessica. Let's ask her. Don't call Jessica. She's going <laughs> to sleep. She'll get pissed. <laughs> she likes her sleep. Um, so was it, was how it was it like living with your girlfriend? Um, I was kind of scared at first. I don't really know. I didn't know what to expect. You know, like seeing her. Well, were your parents like uh, of the school of thought of like you don't move in with significant others before marriage or, you know, they're. I don't not. think specifically in this situation that that mattered true yeah i just left to left it was nobody, nobody else's decision but mine um but, but i mean like, that, that that kind of mindset that context does, of like thinking I mean, oh, traditionally affect you, affect you yeah that, that's how my parents like, and that definitely that probably was in the back of my head but at that point in time i was like i just want to leave so i just left and like i didn't really think about it too much i was just more trying to be respectful it was hard to live somewhere where it wasn't your home me and Matthew weren't too close at that time, uh, but the the moment I started moving in with Jessica, Matthew came around a lot more. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he came around for breakfast like almost every other morning or so. Yeah. To Jess's house? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, her mom would work like almost all day on certain days during the week. And I didn't have school and I started work late. So it didn't really matter. So I had the whole morning to ourselves. So usually it would end up with me waking up and me just drinking coffee with Matthew and us eating breakfast and hanging out. Yeah. Uh, those were probably some of the coolest memories. Yeah. Um, Cause I was working for my dad. And so I would get up and I would do like a bunch of stuff in the morning. And then, you know, I would take my lunch or an early break or something. And I, whenever I was in the area, I would stop by and hang out so I could see him for a while. Yeah, I would, uh, I remember I moved out. I only had $400 in my bank account and I went and I spent some money on, like a fan not not even a fan like a video game uh to keep me occupied (laughs) and uh, a bookcase and just like things i needed for my room and things i needed like i needed to have fun so i had about like 150 dollars in my bank account and i just finished training for ups so i hadn't really gotten a full paycheck and so i was like living off what i got so i went to the store i bought like a few snacks that i could take because i didn't want to take their food i didn't know how to like adjust to it so i remember i woke up one morning and I look at my bank account and I have $7 in there. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I know for sure I had $100 left. <laughs> this is a problem. And I called and I looked and I was like reading everything. And then apparently dad did some fucking purchase on Amazon. And it like he actually put it on my card. I, I like flipped my shit. I was so like, I was already nervous yeah. and uncomfortable where I was. And then to have the money, the stress of not having at least $100 in your account fucking leveled me. Yeah. So I was like, you called dad. I was in my dad's office when Dalton called and yeah. Dalton was pissed. I wasn't, I wasn't pissed. I was scared. But it, well, was and that's scared. the thing is like, it came out as anger, but you, you, I told dad cause dad was all like shaken up. Like when he hung up the phone, I was like, he's just scared. Like think about the situation he's in. He needs some money. And my dad's like, you know, he knows i would take care of him like yeah but he also doesn't want to ask you like you know it was his money like just it was my it was my growing up time so i learned how to like save money properly but at ups just ups was a job in all of itself where it was just like you go and you throw boxes on a on a on a moving growing belt and when you throw on the belt you're in like a hundred 120 degree trailer it's pitch it's almost pitch black and it's just you and so it was the the way i was living was fun but my day was my morning was great i would go to work until like three o'clock from 10 to 3 or something like that i would go to work i come home i take an hour nap i go to mount sac where i also didn't talk to anybody or communicate so i was in a dark place for like five hours of my day and then being like secluded and not knowing what to do in school and then being like man like i really am not that good at this oh i gotta write a paper oh it's due in an hour okay so like those things all those things really fucked me up so it none of it went as planned i was i was a mess on top of a mess but i learned so much from it i learned like how to really save your money how to like just kind of be proactive when you feel like you're not kind of be independent in a sense but man jerry just saved my life jerry's jessica's mom yeah uh she shotty tatty she made some bomb dinners there was always something to eat i was never not full so it was it was awesome but it was just it was it's so weird to get comfortable in a place where you haven't lived for 20 years you know what i mean yeah well i mean it's the first time you'd live outside of like you don't don't, i think i was 19 you don't remember like the apartment that me mom and dad lived in like i barely remember it i i remember i remember moving into our house but i you we're probably too young to remember anything before that. Yeah. So, And then finally, like five, six months later, after like everything has happened and I get a call from dad saying he got an apartment and I was like, I was told that Jerry is going to rent out the house to somebody and they're moving out literally in another month. So I had to, I had to get out and I was like, fuck, I don't know where I'm going to go. <laughs> and then the next day I get a, I get a call from dad and Matt telling me that we got an apartment and I was like, okay, um, I don't know how this is going to work. Apparently it's only a two bedroom apartment. My dad gets one room. It's buckle up, baby. It's me <laughs> and you. <laughs> so I, I was told I was sharing a bedroom with Matthew and, um, turned out to be one of the funnest times. <laughs> it was, I never thought being 19 years old, moving <laughs> back in with your par- family and then living with Matthew and staring watching him sleep every day for a whole year and a half almost just like <laughs> it was so bad it was so much fun i had a great time i was, was like having your own room was so hard after that because like yeah. i didn't have matthew you got lonely there. yeah because we would wake up and we just like lay there and talk we, like our our mornings we just talk for hours mm-hmm. just wake up and we're just like Matt, wake up bro should we just talk about the apartment 
Yeah. Let's talk about the apartment. Right, so I was living in La Mirada at the time, the whole time that Dalton's talking about. I was living in La Mirada. I was living at a house called the Waffle House. Um, it was a five-bedroom house, and there was nine of us guys, and there was no air conditioning, and it's everything that you just imagined. Yep, all the smells, all the booze. No, dude, yep. yours, your place was gross. All, all the, the dirty dishes. All the dirty dishes. Yep, it was all that. But it was so much fun, and I, I owe a lot of growing up to that house as well, and everyone everybody in it so shouty tatty to my waffle house peeps love you all um but yeah so i knew that dalton was gonna be, do you remember when I, I talked to you about me and you moving into an apartment together me we, and yeah you? we talked about trying to get a place but i was like only making like five four hundred bucks yeah 500 bucks a month so this is before a good month (laughs) yeah so this is before like dalton was gonna this is before dalton moved to jess's like i kind of just knew that dalton was gonna need a place to stay so i was like all right this is what this was gonna happen i found these really really cheap apartments that were on the one street in fullerton that you don't live in because there's like one street of fullerton that has gangs all over it and that's where the apartment was (laughs) uh so i was like all right why not this is what we're gonna do jessica goes to cal state fullerton she's out there all the time so at the time i was working two jobs I was working for my dad during the day, and then at night I was working for this. Um, it's like this like antique furniture place, and you would go set up the antique furniture at weddings. You would oh you remember yes. that. So okay, I was like, wait, you had fucking two. That's right. So I decided that I was no longer going to be able to do that because it was inflict- like conflicting with my school. But I figured I was like, I I'm really like the the guy that runs it really likes me. So I'll get Dalton a job there if he doesn't want to dry keep driving out to Ontario for UPS or they can't transfer him. So I'll pitch it to Dalton. He'll get the job there. I'll drop out of school and work for my dad. And then I'll take night classes and I'll carry the bulk of the load for rent. And like I can, you know, live off of peanut butter sandwiches and I'll get my brother out of the house. And, you know, we'll we'll be set until we can figure something else out. One thing led to another. My dad ended up getting an apartment and it just made more sense to go us go live with him. So we move into this apartment. Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. Okay, we had the video. Do we have that video? What video? Uh, of us doing the the tour of our of the apartment. Uh, probably, I could probably find it. Okay, so I know we have the one of the house. Yeah, we had we have a video of the apartment. We'll post it on Instagram. Um, so we had Miles and Maggie, which are our two dogs, and uh, they allowed dogs. Surprisingly, we we're on the second floor of yeah. the apartment. Mm-hmm. There were these two chicks that lived under us. They're both DJs. Yeah. Every night they had bouncing beats, dude. I'm Just, talking like. 12 to 3 a.m. And their 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 room was right below ours. So literally we would lay there and we would listen to them make tracks where like they would test out one thing yeah. and then stop. And it would shake it would they had like a, a setup so they would it would shake the bottom of the floor. So we'd be like our bed would be vibrating the whole uh-huh. time. Yeah, it was insane. And those apartments were crazy cuz it was right behind this like boys and girls like school but it was kind of like I, honestly I don't even know what it was, but it was like a rough crowd that like lived there. Like the ver- before you moved in the very first night i remember sitting down watching tv and then all of a sudden i just hear oh yeah motherfucker and then i look out the window and there's these three guys that are just fucking like fighting like beating the shit out of like this one guy so this one guy goes to the car and like reaches in the trunk into the back of the car and I'm like oh fuck this guy is grabbing a gun so I remember like just like out of sight out of mind which probably isn't the best thing to do but I like <laughs> turned around and I just kept watching TV like I'm not even gonna pay any attention to this but like multiple times Dalton and I would come home and I'm convinced that the two girls that live below us were like drug dealers because every time we'd come home there'd be multiple times where they would be sp- like sprawled out on the street like they'd be laying in yeah. the middle of the street and the cops would be like around them like guns drawn that like walking up to them and, and the boyfriend the the boyfriends and plus they, they would always have parties on certain nights so i would work i was working at that time in you the apartment started working at hustler yet. i started working at hustler finally so that was like kind of like my saving grace in a weird way um so i would get off at like two in the morning and i would come home and they'd be having parties under the in, like under us and i would walk i would park and i would walk through the gate to get go to the outside to where my building was and so when I was walking, they would have like these like just groups of guys just drinking and just hanging out outside my house. So I have to walk through this crowd. And yeah. I just I didn't realize like how comfortable I got in that environment. When like you, <laughs> when you walk through, and you're like, yo, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? And you start uh-huh. talking to them and slowly getting into the party. Yeah. And Matthew had that same situation. I remember hearing him one night. He got home from a party. Yeah. And he was walking through and you just hear him talking to everybody there. And I'm like, what the fuck is uh-huh. he doing? I'm, I'm trying to sleep, but I can't. And I can hear this asshole talking at three in the morning yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. They like they were always cool with us. Like yeah. they were never like, you know, it was never a problem, but it was always just like interesting people like come always coming in and out. I remember one time we had a stolen car parked in our carport for like two weeks. I remember like, I got weeks. home at three in the morning. I went and I, was, I tried to park in my spot and there was like a car there. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is my spot. This clearly is a Matthews car. Yeah. And it had like three big black bags in it. It had like. License the, the, plate was ripped the off. The license plate was ripped off. The steering wheel was completely torn off. Like it was literally just a stick. It was crazy. And so I parked somewhere else and then the cops came and invested because it was in our parking spot for about a day and a half. Yeah, it was there for a while. And then so I remember we called management and they came and sure enough, it was uh, someone had stolen it and parked it there. Me and Matthew both had sleeping paralysis, both of that apartment. Yeah, we had Matthew had it first, yeah. talked about it. It was stuck in my head. The next day I had sleep paralysis. Yeah. Go through your story first. To be honest with you, I don't really, I know I had it, but I don't really remember it. Was it had to do with the closet? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I dumped some, you saw something in the closet. Yeah, I saw something in the closet, and I just remember waking up, and I wasn't able to move, and just being, like, really, really terrified. I th- now that I think about it, dude, we lived in that apartment at the perfect time. Yeah. So we both barely had anything. Yeah. So we didn't. Like, I literally had clothes and a mattress that I slept on the floor. I had to buy the damn bed frame off Amazon. You got the same bed frame I got. Uh-huh. And his was still fucked up. Yeah, I put it on. <laughs> like I put it together wrong. <laughs> I, I still sleep on mine. He saw the bad one. It just everything lined up perfectly. So we got in there. The, the The rent was cheap. So dad was chilling. We were chilling. We were able to. We were able to save up money, and we were able to just like get fat and just hang out and have like just this male bonding time that I think we all kind of really needed. Yeah, it was al- always beer in the fridge. Uh, even even now, just always constant. like just like meat potatoes you know like Meat potatoes fucking, every night yeah you know like like it was like that kind of apartment but the fun was we had we were right next to a train track the train track came multiple times a day the first one being four in the morning <laughs> yeah. and that but we the, didn't hear it we we, we, barely we, heard it. we heard it but it just sounded like it was gonna go through our our living room and through my dad's bedroom so my dad anytime he hears a train he'll start yelling like fuck you because like that train every morning at 4 a.m it's like there's no there's no way you cross the train tracks right there. There's no way. And there was just like he would like pull down the lever for this horn and the train would always blow its horn right by our window. My and dad they would had to so do it pissed. because they were crossing a street. Yeah. So like we get it. We get it. But, but still. Dad would wait. I remember there was one time he like for some reason I, he had his whiskey and he opens up the window and he's waiting. <laughs> and I'm like. And we had a big, big, big front window so you could see it. And I was like, dude, you OK? And he's he's like. I'm waiting. <laughs> all right, dude. All right, all right. So, you know, we're hanging out, and Dad hasn't moved. He's still staring at the railroad tracks. And I'm like, what is he going to do? And the railroad track goes by, but my dad just, like, flips out and flips off the, the, the railroad. And, and it's like, saying, fuck you, motherfucker, and yelling with it. You could barely hear him because the horn's so, so fucking loud. loud. It shook the house. Like, he was just cussing at it the whole time until it stopped. And then he sat down and continued with his day. Like That was like his yep. routine on yep. the weekend. Since he was home, he could He'd hear it, and that. it would hiss him off. But the real fun was Dalton and I shared a room together. Yeah. And we had the great times, you know, the morning conversations, the late night conversations and everything. But, you know, the real fun Dalton doesn't remember because Dalton sleep talks. Oh, my God. Here we go. And Dalton sleep talks. And if you don't answer him, so help you. Okay. So Dalton sleep talks multiple times a night. But the problem is, is that when Dalton sleep talks, if you don't answer, he continuously says your name until you answer him. So... There's one night I'm asleep. Here and we I, go. I forget. Do you? I can't remember. The, I can't remember it now. This is gonna bug the hell out of me. What was your dream about? What the fuck does that mean? I have so many of them. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so I'm <laughs> I'm asleep, and all of a sudden I hear Dalton just go, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. I'm like, what, Dalton? What? And I look, and he's like, his face. He's facing the wall, and he's like, Matt, do you, can you believe that? Can you can you seriously believe that that would happen right now? And I'm like, no, Dalton, I can't. He's like, me either. What the hell? And we just go to sleep. Now once. Maybe twice is funny. This is not an exaggeration. He did this every single fucking night that we lived in that goddamn okay, apartment. Look, I was stressed out, dude. <laughs> I, had, I had shit to do, and I was. I remember there was one time I freaked you out because I remember I had I had a dream, and it was about. I know it was a bad one. It was about the closet. I remember you. You woke me up. You're freaking out. You're like Dalton. Dalton. And like I finally woke up, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" And do you remember what you did? No. So apparently, what happened was you woke me up. And the reason why he woke me up is because I sat up straight from my bed and looked at the closet and I said, I was either like, go away or I was like, close the door, 
close the door and you and you were just like oh, I you were freaking the this. fuck out and i i just sat straight up and looked at the door and was like close it close it close it some shit like that yeah. you were flipping out yeah you were was... so scared we both slept in the living room that yeah that, that, so that fuck night. that let's go we watched anime and slept in the living mm-hmm. room yeah we watched a lot of anime we in that did place. watch a lot of anime in that, that was fun yeah it yeah, was, was a good, bunch of good memories it was a good good time my sleep paralysis story though i've got i gotta tell you about that so i remember matthew telling me about his sleep paralysis we talked about it for almost like half the day and so we're super interested in it i looked it up i was all curious and i was like fuck i really hope i don't get this like i really hope this isn't something like if you think about it too much you're gonna get it so sure enough i went to sleep and i remember going to sleep and i would always wake up maybe 20 minutes before he did because i would wake his ass up after so i remember trying to wake up and i could i opened my eyes and i could see matthew but my whole body was like just vibrating and i couldn't move my fingers couldn't move my feet mm-hmm. i couldn't move my legs i felt stuck and i had the cover so far up that i could i could only see matthew but i couldn't see anything above me or to the side and so the closet was right below me i remember hearing the, the closet door squeak open and hearing, feeling somebody sit on the foot of my bed. And then I felt a pressure come over me, like they're leaning and laying on top of me. And I remember going, like getting this full chill. You know how you get a chill? I get a chill just talking about it. Yeah. Like just a full chill on your body. And I remember like feeling like it's right on my ear. And it going, huh, 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 mm-hmm. huh. And like getting louder and louder. And it, for some reason, it got more devilish. Like, it got more evil. Malevolent. Yeah. And so, I remember looking at Matthew and trying to, like, the whole time this was happening, getting more and more freaked out. I thought I was going to pee my pants. Getting more freaked out, looking at Matthew, trying to move my body and trying to, like, going, are you, are you, are you? And I couldn't move mm-hmm. my mouth. Yeah. And so, I'm trying to yell Matthew's name. And I couldn't do it. Finally, like, 45 seconds later, after me trying to get out of it, it getting louder, I finally, like, punched through the through the thing and i was like matt and Matt goes what and i go what the fuck yeah i, <laughs> I told matthew what happened after that it was yeah yeah it was like I pretty was similar tense. to what happened to me too so yeah i don't know man that, that place is weird yeah that place had some weird stuff in it but it was we had our milkshake story in there milkshake. we had like well, that's also yeah that's also where you heard that you heard the family fighting every night yeah so there was oh yeah the 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 crackhead couple which which couple are you talking about? The, tell what I was. Yeah, I know. So so I can't remember what you what that is. I'll but, tell you after. Oh yeah, our neighbors. Yes. yes. Okay. I so, had the most experiences so, with them. Okay, so our neighbors were some white guy that drove a truck and white trash and, motherfucker. Yeah, and then some like Asian crack addict that was with him, and Ugh. like they were no, the they happiest. were they were heroin addicts. Dude. Yeah, there was some there was something wrong, right? But anyway, so there was one night where it was like all week long. Every time I come in, she'd be yelling at her. And I know the names, so she was always yelling at Frank. Frank, how could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And then all this crazy stuff. He's always like yelling back at her, like, no, it's not what you think. It's not God what you damn, think. Blah, 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 blah. Right? All this stuff. So the first night, I'm like, all right, whatever. Second night, I was like, okay, like, you know, maybe they're just having a bad week. Third night, I'm like, fuck, people, like, you need to calm down. So I remember the Friday night, it'd been five days in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm about to go tell this Frank dude he needs to get a divorce with his chick and they need to stop because they are ruining my sleep. These walls are not very thick. So I remember the way that, you know, our front door led immediately into our living room and our living room and our kitchen connected. Where our kitchen's window was right above the sink, it was right next to the hallway, which led to our rooms, right? So the window to the kitchen and my my bedroom window were really close. So finally, I like walk out because I've had enough of it. I'm about to go tell him to shut up. So I walk out and as I'm walking to the front door, all of a sudden my dad's sitting down watching TV and I hear from the TV, Frank, if you don't knock it off, I look and my dad's watching Shameless and Frank is yelling at Sheila for, you know, whatever God knows reason. Yeah. But what happened was the sound, because I would shut the hallway door, so the sound would travel out of the kitchen window and it would come back into my window, but it just sounded like it was my next door neighbor. So I thought my next door neighbor was uh, Frank Gallagher and, Gallagher, and yeah. Sheila. Yeah. So it was irritating. So yeah, you're all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. You were cracking up after you figured that out. Yeah. Mine was, it was summertime and, you know, we only had an AC unit in the living room. So we didn't have AC anywhere else. So we had a lot of fans. We had a lot of fans, uh, but we only had one AC unit and that AC unit would only work in the living room. So, you know, you'd close all the doors and you would turn it on. You get really fucking cold and turn it off and go to sleep. That was, that was usually the goal. So usually I would do that, but I was never comfortable laying on a certain side. So I had to lay where the AC didn't hit. So, but the window was right there. So I opened the window all the way up and I'd be laying down and every day, every day for almost the whole summer, I would go to sleep maybe around two in the morning consistently. 
and I would try and go to sleep. Every time I get close, the door next door would slam. And then you would hear a bunch of yelling. What? You took my money? How the fuck? Why did you take it? How dare you take this from me? I can't believe you took my money. Where's my shit? Where's my shit? I'm fucking moving out. These people would cuss and yell at each other. I'm pretty sure I heard some slaps at some point. They were angry at each other, right? And it was the Asian chick and this white guy. And they would argue every time at two in the morning about who had the heroin and who's who sold it to what and yeah. why did you steal my money? And it was the most hateful relationship I've ever heard in my life. And they would argue and yell and argue and yell. And there'd be times where I come up from work at like 1 a.m. And I would walk up to my stairs and I could already hear them yelling from from where I was walking up to my apartment. And they're standing in the hallway just yelling at each other right next to the door. And I was like, yo, can you guys just yell in your place like why do you have to come outside to yell (laughs) where everybody else can hear you like you're just making this like just annoying they would do that every night every time and i'd be like so over it and then by the morning when you would try and leave after they're done yelling or you would come out during their argument yeah while they're cussing each other out and they would get quiet and let you pass by so fucking awkward yeah like i <laughs> believe me i have my own opinions i heard the whole goddamn thing from yeah, like my bedroom like, okay well steve kind of <laughs> have a point huh? <laughs> like, it was fucking ridiculous yeah so those apartments were i think they played an important role for us but you it know. changed a lot of our perspective well, the apartments aren't the only place that dalton had his sleep problems right because but it wasn't it wasn't like sleep talking he didn't just sleep talk. I would sleepwalk. No, he would sleep talk and sleepwalk. He, yeah, he would sleepwalk a lot more at your old house. Yeah, I think because we had room for him to sleepwalk. No, so if Dalton, if you made Dalton mad before he happens. went to sleep, this doesn't stop. It still happens. Yeah, I've beat up um, some people. <laughs> I've what? kicked a few people. What? Who? I've kicked Jessica Jess. quite a few oh, times. Oh, I was like, we haven't done to me. No, so if you make Dalton mad before he goes to sleep and you don't apologize for whatever reason or there hasn't been a resolution to the problem, he will wake up and he will walk over to you and he will make it known that you pissed him off for whatever reason. He's been doing this since he was little. So I remember one time I pissed him off before he went to bed and I was asleep and sure enough, he gets up and he walks in my room. He's like, Matt, Matt. And I wake up and his eyes are all glazed over and he's just kind of like staring at you. And I'm like, oh, he's sleepwalking. I'm like, what? He goes, you, I can't, why would you do that? Why? Like, seriously, why? And like, just like mumbling random stuff in between his like statements as to like, why would you do that? So then finally I'd be like, Dalton, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. And he was like, all right. Okay. Well, but don't do that again. And like turns around and goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the second night, day, literally the day after that, I would piss him off before I went to bed again. Sure enough, he gets up, he comes in. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Yo, I apologize. Go to bed. Don't tell me what to do. Dude, I apologize. What more do you want? All right. Don't do it again. Okay. Goes to sleep. Third night in a row, he gets pissed at me for whatever reason before he goes to sleep. I'll never forget. He walks in, and I hear him because he's grumbling. The door swings open. And I sit up, and I'm like, I'm fucking over this. So Dalton walks into my bed and goes, Matt, you made me. And I just slap him. Crap. And Dalton goes, oh. And now you're hitting me? You think that's going to make me better? I'm like, go to your fucking room. And he goes, you better fucking apologize. I'm like, Dalton, go to your fucking room or I'm slapping you again. He turns around and went back to his bedroom and never slept, walked in my room ever again. <laughs> I mean, I guess it worked at some point. Didn't you sleepwalk into your mom's room at some point? I would do that all the time. Yeah. Because mom, I think, I think it was either that or I had a lot of anxiety as a kid. So I would either sleepwalk because I was so stressed out and I would go to her room as like a comfort or I would get scared of the dark and I would go to her room for comfort. And uh, sometimes dad would yell and that would scare me more than anything in my life. Uh, (laughs) It was like death, like just going throughout your ears, eardrums. It was so loud. You go, Dalton, go to sleep. And I would stand in the hallway and just scream. (laughs) Wake everybody up. (laughs) So it never really worked out the way he wanted. He'd just be more awake than when he went to sleep. And then my mom would get pissed off at him. So it just, it never really worked out. But yeah, I would always wake up. But mom would always do this weird fucking thing where she'd be asleep and you would tap on her. You go, me and Matt both did this. Mm -hmm. You go, yo, mom. You tap her. Like, trying to wake her up nicely. Mom, tap her. Move up closer. Mom, <laughs> tap her. And she wouldn't wake up. And, she, and I, we're, we're giving her these chances to wake up before we do the big one. And so finally, we're up on top of her, look, like, not really on top, like, looking at her on the side of the bed with our faces, like, over her face and going, Mom. And she'd <laughs> she, she go, ah! <laughs> Every time. We're like, she's like, don't. 
do that. And she would get mad. I'm like, mom, yeah. you, we gave you like several chances. And she has this belief that she's a light sleeper. And so she, so she like, it didn't coincide with her belief of Jackie, the, the angel as the light sleeper. So she was like, no, I, I, I'm a light sleeper. I would have heard you. And I'm like, mom, I was definitely Sorry, next to your ear going. Your mama senses did not. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, that was funny as hell. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cause it leads into uh, our favorite segment of the show. Is, Is it, it canon, canon bro? Well, use that one. All right. <laughs> but yeah, we've already kind of talked about it. And I kind of wanted to open it up because I also wanted to cover sleep paralysis because I think that's really interesting. But it's uh, it's dream dream analysis. I guess the dream realm. Uh, I don't know if that connects to like the spirit realm mm-hmm. or just anything anything supernatural or a lot of people say like the dream pertaining like, to dreams yeah it's like when you dream you're in between worlds per se per yeah because i know one of the like one of the uh, and i don't want to veer this into ghost talk of course you don't not yet mm-hmm. but one of like the big things is like in dreams they'll be visited by the spirits of someone that's just died or someone that they know that has been dead and dalton you're breathing into the mic again damn it uh <laughs> <laughs> but like that's like you know that i guess connection to the spirit realm and, and just so we're we'll, we'll start with dream analysis yeah right yeah um don do you believe in dream analysis like do you think that dreams speak to you know a problem you're trying to solve or i i think that's true like there's a deeper meaning to your yeah, dreams? yeah yeah i mean to, to some dreams not to all of them i think like a lot of my dreams <laughs> there's no deeper meaning <laughs> there's no, it's like okay you wanted to kill some droids you're a jedi good job like <laughs> it just shows how much i appreciate star wars that's it but there are dreams where like you have these really weird sincere like peaceful moments like i've had some peaceful moments with family members in my dreams and it just shows like okay maybe i want this relationship to grow more maybe like i, I would think about it like that but the thing that sucks with dreams is like you have to make sure you remember it to actually act on it. And a lot of times you're so tired or you just wake up and you have to go somewhere. Like you're so busy and you're doing things right when you wake up that you don't think to write these dreams down. But for dream analysis, like they really want you, as I read up read up on it when you want to do this, like it says they want you to write about your dream, what happened, what you saw, the colors, and all that stuff. And all that stuff takes part in understanding what that dream could mean. But I feel like it all has question marks at the end of it. Because, you know, you never really know. Your brain never really stops. You know what I mean? So it's like you can always be thinking about something. And whatever lays heavy on your mind is what you're going to dream about. I know when I was little, I would dream about the Grinch a lot. But that's because I really like the Grinch. Yeah, no, I definitely think dream analysis is real. Because it's definitely something that, like, I've thought of. Because I have very, very, like, interesting dreams of... You think that dreams can be correctly interpreted? Or do you think you think that... It's like tarot cards. Because, like, anyone, you can an- analyze a dream no matter what the dream was. But you think that the stuff we dream about is really deeply speaking to something that is going on or something that's in your life yes so like i'll share a dream that i think played like you know like just showed significance to stuff so i took a business trip to new mexico a couple years ago it was my very first time out there and i was out there for a get it matt you flew on a plane oh my god okay first of all it took me like 20 years to do that all right so it's not i'm not bragging remember that 20 minute conversation of preparing you to get on the airplane you were so nervous i was i was terrified i don't like heights (laughs) but so i i took a business trip to new mexico i had never been at this hotel before and it was on uh like native land and so i remember when we got there there was like a porsche convention like there was all these porsches all over like literally it filled the parking lot and we like literally got the only room there that wasn't for that porsche event and so but because i was there at the time of that everybody thought that i had a porsche so everybody was all nice to me and thought i was like some young rich kid that had a porsche um and i was not but i remember in this dream i remember waking up and I remember going out to the parking lot and I was packing my green Solara that I had at the time and you and Monique were with me. And is this in the dream? Yeah, this is in the dream. And so I'm packing my car and then you and Monique are in the car and you guys are frantic. Like you guys are like, you like, but it wasn't like a frantic of like, like you're scared, but it's more of like a frantic, like, like when we moved out of the apartment, like we finally get to get out of here. Let's just fucking leave go, this go, place go, behind go. and yeah. get out of here. Right. So I remember packing up the car and you're in the passenger seat monique's in the back seat and then you guys are like matt get in the car let's go let's go let's go and i remember looking at you and then giving dalton the keys and saying hold on there's one more thing i got to do 
So I run back in the hotel and then I make a right and I start running down the hotel's hallway. But as I'm running by, there's all these doors on both sides. And I remember looking in and they're like different memories from my childhood. And so these doors are closing. And as I'm running by, like I see the memory and I, I notice what it is or the people involved in the memory and the doors are closing as I'm running down. And so slowly the last four doors are the hallway of the childhood house that we grew up in. 721. And so I ran by and you had the first door on your right was the bathroom door. The first door on your left was Dalton's door. The third door on your right was, you know, my parents' bedroom. But then I remember getting to my bedroom and turning and like seeing it just how I remember it. And then just remember the feeling that there was like something or someone in the middle of the room. And I just ran inside and tackled it and closed the door. And then I woke up. So you know, in dream analysis, the way I interpreted myself, and if there's any, you know, dream analysis people out there, feel free to do what you will with that. But I remember waking up and literally having this sense of like, I just closed that chapter of my life. Like it's, it's okay for me to move on. Like there was, it's like that sense of like, there was a deeper meaning to that dream as opposed to, you know, me being a Jedi fighting a bunch of, you know, droids. Dream um, was awesome. Yes. But so I do think because I have a lot of dreams like that where I feel like it just happens to correlate with exactly what is going on in my life. Does it actually have meaning or am I searching for something that's not that's you know not really there? I don't know. I believe in this stuff. So I like to think that there is a deeper meaning to it all. Um, I'm not saying that it necessarily transacts, you know, my next day. But, you know, I do think that we have a very deep knowledge and intuition of the way that we need to handle things or the people that we come into contact with that a lot of times are that the person's appearance can disguise us from. So, you know, like a lot of times, like I'll have a dream and there'll, and there'll be a snake there. And then later on, you know, through my life, I'll find out that that person wasn't who I thought it was. It's like, oh, that person was a snake in the bushes. You know, it's like, okay, I, could, I'm, I might be pulling for that, but at the same time, I might not be, you know? But yeah. I remember having a dream similar to that. Um, not like exactly like that, but I was, I was in going to Fullerton College and I had to leave at five in the morning to get a parking spot and start class at seven. And I remember doing that like three times a week and then trying to go to work after that. And I was always opening. So by the time it was 8.30, I'd be out of class and I would have to drive 30 minutes from Fullerton all the way to West Covina to go to class and or go to work. And then it, w- it was re- just a really weird place. And I was in a really weird spot in my life where I didn't know what I was doing, where I wanted to go. And school was getting really stupid and I just never really liked it. And so like there was a night before I quit college and i had a dream of uh, basically it was really really simple it was i was looking at a portrait of me and it was just there was one side that was really bright and colorful and full of everything that i loved you know full of things that inspired me to you know pursue art and then there was another side that was full of stuff that i saw as boring which is you know math english science you know i thought you said math yeah, <laughs> Matt was sitting there in the corner too, you know. So it was like, it was just two simple sides. And I took a brush and I wiped over one side, which was the side that I considered that was boring. The next day, I went to math class and my teacher kept canceling classes, but she would send the email at a 6.30 and I was ready in the parking lot. And so she would do this for a few weeks. She ended up being pregnant, but I really don't give a shit. So... The last time she did that, I was waiting in front of the class and I had to take, I had to retake a test because I was already getting an F in the class. I wasn't doing good. I just, cause she was never there to teach me. And so I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I just needed more help. I just don't want to know what I'm doing. And so that day I just thought about the dream that I had and I went to my car and I wrote down all the pros and cons, cons of not going to college, pros of not going to college and uh, what it would do for my career with my job and where I would go with my life and what I would feel. You know, not going to school and being, you know, the one son that in a sense may have failed and not going to college. But I said, fuck it. And that, the day after I had that dream, I quit school. And so I started doing my own thing, going to art school. So that was that. that's one of the dreams. That's, I think, one of the only dreams that actually affected me in a, like a real, to me, in a positive way. Thought about it for a while. That morning, I was like, oh, fuck, like, what does this mean? And then I, I just did the action the next day. That was really cool. That was one of the funnest days or one of the most interesting days. I was crying. I was so nervous. It was a fucking wreck that day. But it just that dream made me do something that or told me I was going to do something the next day, which kind of inspired me a lot. So that was some cool shit. And uh, I feel like I know the answer already. But do you guys think that dreams connect to the spirit world and the world of ghosts? Hold on. Hold on. Before we answer this is going to get into other topics that you want to hold off on. Like, there's I'm, no way I'm, for I'm us to have I'm that. I'm restricting con- it 
Like, like it, you can give the base answer because I feel like yes. at this point everyone knows the answer. And yes. you guys have talked about it before. So yes. yeah, I yes. think I think this can definitely but has, has it happened to either of you? Yeah, it's definitely brought in some interesting things that I've seen and yeah. then in I saw dreams. in real life. Yeah. So okay, oh, so there's there's a difference. What's the difference uh, of one? Maybe we had a dream and you got to talk to someone or were visited by someone versus any of the dreams that you guys you know like they say like if you have a dream enough times uh, it's gonna come true hmm. isn't that just deja vu no because deja vu's it could come to you in a dream i would say i guess deja vu but like you would identify it as like i've had this dream for weeks on end and now it's like, oh like now it's multiple happened. times yeah it's like if you have a recurring dream it will no because i mean i've had i've had a, multiple dreams all different and they've all like happened I would say I've never be, had one dream say, multiple times and then had it happen. I've had it like I've had a dream and then it happened and then I've had other dreams that day that or like happened just later, later in life. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely possible, but I haven't had that experience yet. I mean, yes, I do believe that. I think dream analysis, dream analysis, canon, connected to the spirit realm, canon. canon. I'm fucking awesome, canon. That I have a Porsche. Canon, canon, not canon. Darn, you got me yeah. on that one. Not, I'm not yeah. a car guy. I don't really think I'd ever want a Porsche. No, you I could say be that talking now. on my you ass. Say that now. We'll see when I have the money for one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreaming of the future, guys, and the future is telling us that we are going to end this podcast. And if my dream analysis is correct, then you guys will go ahead and leave a five star rating and uh, leave us a review and, and leave us some comments on our Instagram comments, Drum on, Podcast, and maybe on our Twitter too. Maybe you on find our Twitter, us there. Who knows? Maybe you'll you'll be asking for some merch. That way we know how many we need to order. Or that or at this point, it just sounds like we're begging for people to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, you guys, thank you so much. If you made it this far into the podcast, we really do appreciate your time. For all of you that hate the ads, I hope you appreciate that there are no ads this week other than the 30-second <laughs> review. Um, just fun conversations, fun times, and just a, a little bit of a heavier podcast. But, um, yeah. you know, just kind of where we're at right now. But until next week, we'll see you guys then. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. Thanks, guys. Bye.